Today's episode of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, is brought to you by the Indivisible Guide, a practical guide for resisting the Trump agenda. It's a team made up of former congressional staffers uh, revealing their best practices for making Congress listen. That sounds like something we're all interested in, right? Right. Uh, you can donate to this group on their page at www.indivisibleguide.com. You can follow them up on Twitter, which is at Indivisible Team. Uh, we follow them. So if you just look at our followers, you can get it like that. They have weekly calls. They have put out emails. They they make uh, videos. They, they, they're keeping you informed so you can, uh, as the kids say, stay woke, and uh, we can maybe get some shit done. So that's Indivisible Guide. Uh, they are awesome. And now let's get on with the show. Here and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man Nearly a two word review, just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last man. That right there is a lot of the Welcome back to the Basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual. And as usual, we have a great, great podcast for you this week. First up, uh, we got in a new segment. If you need news, go back and revisit our segment on on uh, Wheeler Walker Jr.'s Jizzgate from Monday. Uh, in fact, go back and revisit that. If you, if you didn't check out our our talking about Julian Lage's uh, Julian Lage and Chris Eldridge's new album Mount Royal please do and give that album a listen that's one of my favorite this year and it's it's nice and soothing in these chaotic times um, but this week we're going to be talking no news just going to be talking albums and tracks uh, first up we're going to be talking about Abibio Sound Machine a short version of this is that this is a band based in London uh, Nigerian Roots singers from Nigeria uh, mashing up sort of the club sound with the uh, Afro-pop, Afro-futurism, whatever, what have you, and the Abibio language, uh, very frequently, multilingual band, and uh, and they have new amount of merch. And so we're going to talk about that, and we're going to give you a whole lot more info on that. And then uh, after that, we're going to play a track from you from a guy that I'm glad we're finally doing this in the podcast, and, uh, and honestly, I think we're going to be talking to him later on. I'll tell you a little more about that at the back end, but Will Eastman. Uh, DC's own Will Eastman, producer, DJ, proprietor of Youth Street Music Hall, the legendary music hall. He has a new album out uh, called uh, Hilo, or Hilo, I think that's how you pronounce it. And then, uh, so we're going to be playing a track off that for you to check out, to maybe dance to. Kicks ass. And that's your podcast. It's going to be a quick one in, out. Uh, so if you got your beverage and you're, and you're relaxed and you're set and you're ready to join us down here, hang out for a little while, let's head on down to the basement, kick things off talking about a Bibio sound machine. Welcome back, guys. We're, we're, we're getting here. this done. We couldn't. Uh, we went to do this done, but Eduardo, you had uh, you had sads. Earning your title, said Eduardo. Yeah, I had a, <laughs> so, I had a, I had a rough night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had you a, feel, do you feel good about that when we call you said Eduardo? No? Um, Are you I've, okay? 
It's a new. I've 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 been called. Well, I thought I knew all the. So I've been, right, I've been called right. Ed Weirdo. <laughs> uh, in high school, there was the decidedly politically incorrect Spedwardo. Um, so Sadwardo is uh, is new, and uh, I didn't. I guess I guess I guess I have uh, number forty five to thank for that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so good. thanks, asshole. <laughs> I, I will tell you uh, from an emotional standpoint, expanding the universe in ways you never intended. From an emotional standpoint, it's better than K Bob. <laughs> K-Bob. K-Bob. I don't know, man. You have a promising recording career ahead of I mean, you. I don't, know, I don't know if I'm a radio station or if I'm a uh, or what or, or just a super redneck with a I giant was truck. Driving around somewhere the other day, and I heard a country station that I had not heard before, and it's WPOC, and I was like, that is <laughs> really just wow. somebody fucked up when they picked those call letters because I and they're like, now Kobe Keith. <laughs> like, I don't oh, think wow. so. Interesting. We could just talk about this all day, but uh, we're not. <laughs> we we are here uh, to talk about uh, an album that is surprising in a couple ways for me, at least. We'll see if it's surprising you guys. A Bibio Sound Machine. Um, little background on this: this is a it's it's a London based band, and, and the group is actually pretty big. I think we'll put the names in the show notes because it's a lot of people. It's like uh, eight, eight or nine, or yeah, like yeah. twelve yeah. people. Uh, but it's a bunch of producers started it, and then a uh, uh, front woman, Eno Williams, uh, singing. This she's from nigeria originally and they're pulling in a lot of like what's going on in like london clubs and the dance halls and stuff like that with mixing this nigerian music and uh it is first and foremost for me uh before we get too far into it we're gonna play a track real quick so give you a taste of it this is the last type of record i expected to be on merge records <laughs> right, right. So here, here. Yeah. So, so, um, and and I don't know if that's good or bad, but 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 we'll we'll dive in on that. But right now, I want to play a track, and this is the first single off this. So this is uh, "Give Me a Reason" by Bibio Sound Machine.
Let's give me a reason off of Vivio uh, Sound Machines. How do you pronounce it? Uwe? Why? Uh, the album, I think, is Uye. 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 Yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, Uye. Now, the album title actually means beauty in the Bibio language. And what, what Ina does is she mixes up, like, that language with English and, and mm-hmm. really, like, in an attempt to, like, represent, like, the culture she's coming from, the culture that this music is coming from. This is all uh, stuff that I do. You're a big fan of, Eduardo. I, I mean, I am, too. But uh, if you look into, like, African, specifically South African, more a little more than Nigerian and stuff, the dance hall music, yeah. like King Sunny Eight, stuff like that. Uh, yep. going way back. Uh, but you know, you, it, there is a, uh, if you ask somebody like Marcus Dowling, like this is where the heat right now is on this type of stuff. Well, so, I think, I mean, I think the key is that this band's sound is not particularly, and I'm not like the world's foremost expert on this, but, but, you know, from what I know of Nigerian music, this is not, Ibibio Sound Machine is not a specifically Nigerian group. Right. They really pull in. And as, as we just heard, like, a lot of uh, Western 80s uh, synth sounds, too, <laughs> mm-hmm. in addition to sounds from all over Africa. I mean, there's, you know, there's uh, there's tracks on here where you get the sort of the Ghana, uh, the sort of like, uh, uh, this is going to sound pejorative, but there's like sort of like rinky dinky horn sounds that, that mm-hmm. sound a little tinny and a little uh, like they're from an old recording or something. And right. you get some of the high life uh, from that. Um, it, it, it's pulling on a lot of different traditions. Mm-hmm. And so even though she's speaking in a very distinctly regional, uh, Nigerian dialect for much of the album, it's, it's, it's an album. I mean, she's in London, right? So she yeah. has the entire, she really has the entire world to pull on. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of that is, is maybe for, due for her bandmate too, like, so right. they could right. plug this in, you know, about the merge thing. And you yeah. know, this is, this is the type, this was on Soundways, right? Mm-hmm. Originally, her original album. Their, yeah, their first album was on Soundways, and and Merge is not known for their. Um, uh, I, I love you guys, at Merge. You're not known for your diversity. You, <laughs> I mean, there, there is there is a very specific like type of indie rock that they have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, historically a little uh, more blanched. Yeah, <laughs> than, uh, and and I don't think that's I don't I, they have no obligation. Like to do otherwise, right? Like, let me make that clear. Yeah, like, yeah they yeah. have no obligation to do otherwise. But I know uh, Mac. I, I saw him start to uh, to tweet out about this a while back and was going crazy for this. And I know just from talking to those guys, they are all crazy about this album, which is interesting because you know we've noticed that they have done a lot more synth stuff, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. this definitely fits that thing. But it seems like this branching out of of bringing this different type of music, this more ethnic music, even though uh, it's a little softer ethnicity, which I want to talk about, uh, but bringing this to people in a way, uh, sort of easing them into it. You know, you trust merge. Yeah. You, you, you like, you like, Hey, this is, I like indie rock. I like these like guitar songs and stuff. And now I like with like Jim Wastner's album uh, with the Alison Crutchfield. I'm like I like synth. I like lighter synth pop stuff. Yeah. And yeah. then along comes this, which has all of those elements, but it also represents an entirely different, it, to some extent, an entirely different culture of music. Uh, and you know, so so sort of good on them. But it's just mm-hmm. it's, it it really is it's just so interesting that they did this like i don't I, w- I haven't asked i wonder what the hell they're doing down there well you wonder what the impetus you know if if ibibio because soundway you know so so for people who don't know soundway um 
they 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 produce these just amazing things that'll be like a collection of you know ugandan psychedelic rock from yeah. 1976 or something and it's sort of victor uifo and it's a guy who would have been lost to history if not for these people digging through record bins not that different from what numero does except that sound waves i would expect this on numero yeah right um except that uh you know so 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 sound way and and what's cool about those recordings especially the ones from the 70s or so is that the world was more compartmentalized at that point. And mm-hmm. so you have something that's almost a little bit more um, uh, where it's where it's more specifically uh, something that was created in kind of an isolation of this oppressive Western culture that is now everywhere and that permeates every aspect of the world. Right. Um, so because there's no way that the, you know, the bands on like, you know, Lagos Jump or, uh, you know, on the uh, the High Life collections, um they just weren't that exposed to Western music. So they had a little right. bit and they had to take it and then kind of merge that with what merge pun intended, merge that with what, <laughs> with what they could offer and produce music that would fill up a dance floor on a Friday and Saturday right. night, which is by the way, how most of these bands played. Yeah. Um, and they had, they had a gig maybe at a hotel in the Capitol or something. Right. And you still need to get bodies on the dance floor. So you well, have and to, it, and in that it's, it's very similar. And there's a, you can draw a clear connection to go, go here in DC. Yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. You know, Absolutely. Um, um, so, so, so I'd, I'd be curious to know if, if, if it wanted to leave sound, you know, if they, if they wanted to sort of, to move beyond what the, what I guess David Byrne would call like the sort of the ghetto of the world music label. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to, and to feel like they were, they had sort of transcended that, uh, somehow. Um, so or if it's merged actually saying like, you know, we're, a, we're a different company than we're a different label than, than, than you thought we were. Yeah, it's uh, and we're talking an awful about about merge because it is stunning. I think that they yeah. that they are the ones that put this out. It's funny you mentioned David Byrne because you know, Talking Heads pulled from that back in the seventies. Oh, totally. Like that was that totally. was their bread and butter. Everything you like about Talking Heads came from the tradition that she's still working in, even though she's got Oingo Boingo now <laughs> in, her, in her in her arsenal yeah. and and uh, it still has taken like this long to catch on. It's still seen as a curio to a lot, of, at least in America. For me, it's hard to um, necessarily say it's a curio or that uh, people aren't aware of it because um, I um, was in Peace Corps and I was in um, uh, Congo, not Zaire, but the other one. Um, small Congo on the left. Um, <laughs> French, not Belgian. French, not Belgian. <laughs> Um, and they, the, the tradition Braza, there is Congo Brazza. Congo Brazza, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and so a lot, I, you know, a lot of people that I know and that I hang out with, you know, already listen to this type of music. And, um, I mean, Congo Basin is a, a little bit different, um, genre than where some of this stems, which I think is a little more Cameroonian. Um, hmm. but I do think that this has, I think that this style has more, knowledge than you than you might expect Mm -hmm. uh and i hope that merge is recognizing that and taking a a gamble on it and saying you know we're really ready for this to be a little bit more mainstream um the thing about uh, give me a reason in particular though is you know half of it is in bbo which is the the native language and half of it's in english and while you're dancing around in your kitchen listening to it you probably don't recognize that the song is actually about the uh, girls who were stolen by mm-hmm, Boko Haram right. mm-hmm. and people think that they were released. That That's where I'm kind of choked up on some of this stuff is it's not that people aren't aware of this kind of music it's people aren't aware of the story that's actually behind it. 
Um, if you talk to the majority of Americans, like, oh, if they even remember that those girls were swiped, they think they were released. No, 21 of them were released, but 270-something mm-hmm. girls were taken. And of the 21 who were released, I think there were, like, babies that had come. Right. As, you know, subsequent to the rapes that those girls went through. So this this music is... It, you know, it incorporates all different types of genres and it's that, you know, Give Me a Reason is the opening song. I think it's a really a, a great launch into this album. Like once you get through that Agreed. song, yeah. you know what you're going to hear in bits and pieces throughout. Nothing else comes as a surprise. Um, but that song is not a dance song. It gets you on the floor and it definitely has an amazing beat and makes you really want to shake your ass. But it's really about something that's terrifying and... Um, I kind of like that it is in a foreign language so that you actually have to look up when you're looking up information about the band or you right. want to look up what the lyrics are. You're like, oh, shit. It kind of hits you in two different ways instead of just you hear it in the background and then you might shut it off and not want to listen to it anymore. But this is something yeah. we've had these conversations about dance music. We just talked about this with Trap, actually. Um, <laughs> you guys talked about a lot with Trap. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just let the record show. We talked about other Trap. But, yeah, but, but it seems to infect other podcasts that have well, nothing to do well, with but, Trap. I mean, but here, here, here's the thing, uh, and we all in this room agree, and I think we all listening, you guys all listening know. Like music has that power. You, it, it, it is a. It, it's like the uh, pill pocket you give Henrietta. You know, <laughs> that would be you, my dog, not can, my kid. You can, um, <laughs> you can put stuff inside this like delicious outside shell, and have very important things inside that. And and you and it's don't, fucking good for you. You should just take you. the pill. Yeah. yeah, and and you don't see that very often uh, in popular music. I mean, you see it. You see, I, I see this constant push and pull. Like people either decide their stuff has to be super important and they get all butthurt about stuff, or <laughs> they decide it has to be like super poppy and they can't really talk about that. And and we saw that honestly from a lot of artists like last year that I talked to, asking them, "What about this election? What about this?" Like, I don't know if I should talk about that, and and like that's awkward to me because this medium is it's made for it. Like, if you get out on the dance floor and then all of a sudden somebody tells you, you know, and I think one of the quotes from her is, this is about women's struggles. Mm-hmm. The album. Yep. If you get out on the dance floor and then, you, you know, you've been doing this for like weekend after weekend and somebody tells you what the song's about, you're going to dance harder, but you're also, it's going to like enrich everything and, and, and maybe, I don't know, like cause you to like step to action. I mean, it's, it's no brick, but it's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Brick that we wouldn't talk about? <laughs> uh, I want to play a song that is a little more of the what we're talking about in the dance hall stuff, and this has a little less synth on it. Um, this is uh, One That Lights Up.
one that lights up. Uh, that is, that's the horns you're talking about, Eduardo. But that's yeah. also, that's also what you would more traditionally hear in a in a cooler moment in a dance hall in Nigeria, or South Africa, where it's just like it's cooling down. It's just yeah, nice actually, groove. those 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 little sort of like keyboard sounds at the end are are right off of the Konono, uh, um, the Congotronics albums, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and they have this like sort of warped sound or something like there are a bunch of Casio keyboards that have been just left out in the rain for too long. Yeah. And uh, and they're being played through like, you know, water sogged amplifiers. And what comes out is this weird sort of uh, effect. But um, so it's also so it's an example of them of them, uh, as you were saying, Kevin, just just sort of being very true to like what you would expect to hear if you're out mm-hmm. on a Friday night um in some uh in some major city somewhere in the continent of africa but then it, it brings in things that don't quite belong in that in right. that scene either right which is i mean i didn't research it enough to get the feel of because it is sort of two different sides like her and some other people mm-hmm. and then these these producers that that work with them that were yeah, more right, of a right. dance thing and it's which, not... which is a side that we all can't speak to. It's like the dance side of this, but but it's but it's very it's very there and it's very real. I mean, right? it can a little. A very, I mean, if you yeah. just just use some imagination. I mean, if, right. if if you are in a London club, which honestly is going to be more influenced by this than anywhere in America. Yep. Uh, you know, you already know these rhythms. You already know a lot of this stuff. But the the sound just in basic club music is like I don't know which one they they were trying to honor. Like, what, what's their focus? here like is this is this simply a uh she came in and said hey i want to do this i want to talk about where i'm from i want to do this and can we do this and match it up with your thing that has nothing to do with with any of this and maybe have a hit product or is this a is is this maybe a a unified effort to say like this type of music needs to get to the world and we need back to the pill metaphor we need to get it to you in something that is easier to digest because again if you if you pu- if you go back to any of this music go back to the source like this is that light mm-hmm. like the the influences are never necessarily direct they're there right but they're right. never they're never overt they're never necessarily direct and it's a little mutation of it which is either evolution or intentionally uh playing to the crowd well i, I see this as somewhat broadening their sound from the first album in the oh, sense yeah. that so you know you have uh um, quiet, uh, aptly named Quiet and Lullaby, both of which are decidedly downbeat compared, you know, compared to the rest of their catalog. Um, the song, yeah, the song uh, <laughs> Joy, Adarisit, uh is, has like a weird, um, and maybe I'm the only one who heard this, but like a weird sort of like Echo and the Bunnymen uh, kind of guitar sound happening at the beginning where, you know, if you just sort of close your, or like New Order or something, like it yeah. doesn't sound at all like it's going to be uh, what it becomes. Um, so, so I think, I think in terms of their, of the group's musical evolution, what they're trying to do is to, they're trying to kind of, to, to broaden their base. Um, and I think very deliberately to say <laughs> With that. With Echo and the Bunnymen? <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's, that's weird. They're reaching Fela out never for did old, that, man. old white guys. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying is Fela never did that, but it's yeah. also, it, 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 it it's weird choices. I'm not. I'm not saying they're good or bad. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's so many weird choices. If you were trying to do that, that I almost have to believe that they they absolutely aren't. They're just like, this is what we like. You know, you you, you talked about the Western music not necessarily getting not uh, um, 
uh, saturating like these markets and stuff. So they have limited experiences. If the limited experience well, is they heard Echo and the Bunnymen, and that's the only well, thing they heard. Well, this is this is this is a different setting because because they're London based, right? So yeah. they're so so unlike unlike these guys um, from the seventies who really did exist in sort of uh, you know a different environment. And this is a weird thing with the Soundway catalog where half of it is sort of. Um, almost like the way we fetishize like undiscovered, you know, nations in the Amazon or something like they've never been in contact with the right. West. Like some of, <laughs> some of, some of, some, some of the feelings you get from those seventies records are a little bit like, whoa, this is, this is crazy. And, and, and this is totally removed from the, from kind of the experience that we all think of as being the 1970s. This is a very informed take on, on current, um, on current African music, on current Afropop, on current dance club music, mm-hmm. I think. I, I probably listened to this with a much, I mean, clearly with a much more shallow view than you guys did in that I just listened to it song by song and thought about what does that song sound like? What does that song seem to draw from? No, that's how I, I wasn't to it. really thinking of it as what are they trying to accomplish or, or were they trying to draw in? Um, one that lights up really hit me as it has much more of a, a like a Calypso um, right. feel to it than some right. of the yeah. other songs yeah. on here. And it's, it's kind of amazing because it is, um, it is it, when you walk into a record shop. For those of you that still have a record shop near you, they have like one whole section that's just called world music, and like this that's, was, the, that's the you could basically have this album just on top of the sign that says world music because there's a lot of stuff in here that you actually will. remind I know mean, because it, all, it it kind of ties I, into, I think NPR like did that like new world music because it's like right, right, yeah. right. this is everything um they the this actually ties into um there's there's some stuff that sounds like grimes in here which is very heavily k-pop focused and mm-hmm. so you really start to see all the tie tie-ins between mm-hmm. You know, where you get reggae, where you get Calypso music, where did K-pop come from? Right. Um, it all kind of springs in this giant circle, which there's apparently weird, weird Boingo Boingo stuff is in at here? the like yeah. eight, beginning eight, of all of yeah, it. Yeah, eight bit like chiptune stuff. Yeah. There yeah. Is, which is, yeah. Which is like, what? Like, I, I don't know if that's big in London right now. Dowling would actually be, he wrote a whole piece on it, but... Uh, well, well, I it know. Shouldn't be. Well, so, well, so, well, so a weird thing about the about the K-pop and about and about uh, just just this idea of like uh, when we say global and what we mean is like outside the U.S. Right? Oh, he someone brings right. a global perspective. What is that? We all live on the fucking globe. All, you, like, <laughs> you're you're talking about all places that still play rock set. <laughs> right, right, right. Rock rock set is the test. If you can sit in public and if they play rock set, you're not in the United States. You're somewhere else. You're in Europe. You might be in Johannesburg. Uh, you could be in Hong Kong, but you're definitely not in the States. Um, the, so uh, a, a lot of um, uh, the last time I was in um, Rwanda, the, the, the whole the sort of the big scuttlebutt was that the new that there was now a biggest building in the downtown area. Yeah. And it was and it was the Chinese embassy. It was bigger than the American embassy. And it's because China is and I'm sort of trying to channel dowling a little bit here right it's because it's because china realizes it needs to uh, it can't be the world's toxic dump site forever right. um <laughs> it realizes it needs more minerals and it's looking for because the, of china and, demo and it's and it's looking for well the chinese the official government demo <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but 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 China is investing heavily in Africa. There are there are as many um, Chinese yeah. delegations and, and when I Congo used to be a communist country. Um, in fact, it was uh, a communist country until I want to say ninety one or ninety two. 
Um, and the Chinese were all over that place. And there, most of the dams, most of the infrastructure when I was there yep, were Chinese. Yep, exactly. And because I was actually going out into communities that had never seen someone who was not African, I got called Chinese a lot. And uh, listener, wow. I have red hair and blue eyes. <laughs> um, I do not look Chinese at all. But that's wh- how much the Chinese had infiltrated that country because it's right next to Angola and right next to Zaire. And it was an entry point for them to have an amazing take on minerals and then Point Noir is right on the coast. Mm-hmm. So they could just ship them right on out yep. of there. Yep. Um, yeah. The, the Chinese are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Uh, do we want to play down the song? What, what do you guys think? I picked two songs and, uh, and I didn't, I usually ask up front, like what you guys want, but, uh, but I, I didn't ask that. Because today I don't care, but now well, I'm so I'd pitch I'd pitch Joy just you because joy? it has has a little or, bit of that I mean, weird. Power uh, Three though has so many fun things to talk about. It does. Okay, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Power Three. Okay. <laughs> What's that sound again, Carrie? Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Uh, power 3, powered by lasers. How do you say that in Portuguese? Poder de três. I meant pew, pew, pew. Oh. I think... You... It's like this is, so. This is this is this is like dogs barking in different languages, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So, like in Portuguese, wow, wow, wow. it's not woof woof; it's ow wow. Right. That's what dogs say. Okay. In French, I think it's wah wah. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Way. I mean, do we want to go down that road? No. No. No, we don't. Sorry, I brought I mean, it up. <laughs> now, now, Power Three, a Bimbo sound machine. Uh, you know that is uh, again that that gets a little off the dance, the serious like. London club scene and more into the more traditional uh, African music with lasers. It does have um, lasers. But it also has this like amazing bass uh, mm-hmm. bass drive to it and then really, really crisp mm-hmm. horns. And so the lasers, <laughs> it's basically like well, somebody found an old Casio keyboard in the closet and they're let like, oh, let's this. use that too. And, and I, I want this oh, there's not, also cowbell. I, I want this, yeah, there is a lot of cowbell. I want this <laughs> not to be an insensitive question. I don't know if I can make it an insensitive question. Not an insensitive question. So, you know, when uh, when synthesizers came up in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. 
you had like sounds like this because people were just like, I have this DX100 right here. <laughs> like, you know what I spent more time doing than playing, like trying to play Walk of Life? What's that button do? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the storm cloud right. or the helicopter or the lasers. Right. And and so I'm, I'm always interested to see like how, especially if you're doing dance music, it doesn't fit in, say, a Sting song. But if you're doing dance music, like you can add this stuff in. And it's something that I've often wondered about, like African music, South African, especially like the dance hall stuff. When you have – because you, you want to – like in Go-Go, it's, it's generally a vocal thing, right? In Trap, it's right. definitely a vocal thing. Right. It's, in Trap, it's like a guy making a sound effect behind you, which is the dumbest fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Trap. Uh they're coming after you. Yeah, but but in in this type of music, like if again it gets back to like the exposure, like to to certain like types of Western music, if it's just like shit, we can do that, and if that carried all the way over to this, like is it an honoring thing or is it just like this is what we learned music was? I think it's. Um... I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting that there are so many musicians in this band, and it almost seems like, well, everybody's got to do something. We already gave the cowbell to Cousin Larry, so what's this guy going to play? <laughs> so, well, here, let's give him this Casio, and then he can just, well, what's that button do? Oh, it's lasers. Yeah. Oh, my God, that sounds so good in this song. Right. The thing is, is that it actually... So wait, it, is this an entire band of Andres? It's totally works. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's how it operates. But it actually, it works, is the thing. is if it's There are some songs where I feel like... Some some of the sounds that are added don't really add anything. And it and that seems more mm-hmm. like, a, let's just throw this in there to get another layer of something. But Power of Three is actually like a really fun song. And I did not look up what it's about. So I, if it's something sad, please don't tell me. Um, <laughs> it's just a fun, goofy, little, funky, right. you know, Tower Power type horn song, which I like to listen to. And it happens to have lasers in it. And it makes me happy. Um, so I don't really care why they put it in there. Well, and the lasers get it away from the... Um thievery coreification of do they? non <laughs> of non-western <laughs> music a little bit like this is not music that should be playing in like a fancy boutique somewhere on the upper east side um right it has has a little bit more grime to it it has a little bit more and 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 i, I mean maybe i just have this experience of like walking into like fancy rich person stores and hearing hearing the thievery corporation too many times Go on. <laughs> but but Go it's, on. it's happened on more than one occasion where i was like god damn it what is this music for <laughs> right at a really really high-end asian fusion restaurant yeah right right it's all white in there you know <laughs> it's right. just, um yeah i it is Gray. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, this is sad. I don't know enough about Thievery Corporation to actually speak to that. I, I know what I hear. I don't like them. I know everybody else on the planet does. Uh, I actually had that written down in my notes. I think it's really odd that the three of us who do usually come at things very differently all have the same stuff written down yeah, for right. this one particular <laughs> band, which covers everything. Which covers it. Which covers everything. But, but yeah, I mean, to that point, I, I actually, I would, I would, uh, I would contradict that, man. I would say that you are now at least. 100% likely to hear this in a thing because back to the merge thing. This, this now, this is eased. Yeah. Reg- and, and it has authenticity. Let, let's, it has, let's, let's it has that shit. If this yeah, is yeah. negative or positive, this has eased the getting into it. Any, any ethnicity that is, that is left in this. And look, look, this is Nigerian music light. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So any ethnicity and, and this is on us Americans, specifically white Americans, like, we can't handle this shit. 
Like we really can't handle this shit. So so it it is, and I'm not saying they did this on purpose, but this is it eases a way into it. So now if you're in that show or if you're in the Asian fusion restaurant, you're gonna want to hear this because this is your friendly like. Oh, that that type of music. I I never heard that, but now I like it. If this is um, one of the CDs that they feature in the little checkout area of Old Navy, that's when you know they have officially made it. Oh no, I think I think you'll be able to buy this at, at Whole Foods. Yeah. yeah, but Whole Foods they also do try to like spice it up a little but, bit. Although I have seen some really stupid stuff in there in their yeah. their checkout line, but because um, I was thinking Whole Foods, but you would actually expect to see this were it still in its original form at Whole Foods. This is going to, yes. now that it's on Merge, um, I don't know that Merge lends the music itself authenticity. I think that the authenticity comes from the music itself, mm-hmm. but I think it l- lends it um, the safety net that white people will now listen to it. it, it it's an immediate audience. Like here's here's something that like white people do a lot. They 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 owe alle- <laughs> they owe allegiance to labels. I, I don't yeah, know if, that, if that that's just white people, but I know. Yeah, I don't do it, but I mean, I know people are really is indie rockers. You know, are white really people. Into, <laughs> you know how they act. Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, but you know, indie, indie rock kids are really into labels mm-hmm. doing stuff, and and so it being on merge is going to like I like it's so it's so frustrating because look, the album's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the album's great. And what we're talking about now is, is sort of like the impact that it's going to have, or what what it means for other stuff. Really, what it means for other stuff coming down the pipe. Yeah, if merge takes a step. And this is successful, which I think it's going to be. The ne- like, who's the next label? Like Burger Records, <laughs> like, <laughs> like captured tracks. Like, oh, we have to get ourselves some like Nigerian music. Well, as long as it doesn't, you know. So I'm thinking of other artists like Baba Mall, or right. um, you know, as long as it doesn't, as long as they can, because you won't hear lasers on a Baba Mall record, and you won't hear anything nearly as poppy as anything that that we just heard um and as long as and so and so he gets to coexist uh, this is i'm i'm thinking of this as i'm saying it so you have amadou and miriam who are senegalese and you have baba mal and there are very opposite ends of the spectrum of senegalese music mm-hmm. one comes with like the manu chow uh seal of approval who i think has a new record coming out this year yeah but that's neither here nor there um but but and so Amadou and Miriam were, who, were clearly. Who, by the way, that's super popular. Yeah. Like if people are like, I like world music. Yeah, and a chow. Yeah, right, right, exactly. And so and so and so and so Amadou and Amadou and Miriam came with the with the Manu Chow seal of approval, and that became the standard like non-Western CD that people would have in their collections. Well, the, like they played at nine thirty. Yeah, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Who was the guy? This was we did this podcast. I think you were on it. The guy he he just died recently. Um, everybody was like, I Anyebor. know that guy. Huh? Anyebor? William Anyebor? Yeah. yeah. Think, where everybody was like, I love that guy. I love that guy. Like, you literally only know one guy and because he was well, in Pitchfork. Well, well, everyone has a passion for these things that get rediscovered, right? So that's the sort of like the fat possum stuff yeah, when, yeah. When, when all those guys that turned, you know, or like, or even going back to the 50s and 60s when it turned out that like people who were on the American Anthology of Folk Music were still alive. But like, well, like Sixto Rodriguez, going, everybody went nuts yeah, yeah, when that yeah, came exactly. out. Yeah, searching, exactly. Searching for Sugar Man right, or whatever. Sugar Man, yeah. yeah. Jim Sullivan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's on a spaceship. Shh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that's but 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 I think you know I think I think the weird th- and and you know where where we're sort of going is like there's a lot of hypocrisy in what we Westerners consider and and what we want 
and and how we crave like authenticity as as an experience. Mm-hmm. Are you saying white people know, are hypocritical? I'm saying. How dare you? I'm 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 saying we are massively hypocritical. <laughs> set, 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 <laughs> set, set, we need to make all the cats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need to we need to make up a word that is beyond hypocrite at this yeah, point yeah. for the majority of us. Not, not, to, not to be so down on us, but I mean that is something like we, we're going to be talking about on the future podcast. Uh, not about future. We already did that one, <laughs> but uh, but on a future podcast about a nature podcast versus nurture, the and it's yeah. going to be the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. And, and that's uh, that's going to be a stunning article that you you sent, and it is, and that's that's my bread and butter. That's what I went to school with yeah and and it is a question that i often ask that i, I sort of wanted to bring in with with this a little bit uh, because it is i don't think you can fault people for not responding to something necessarily at the same time it is and i don't know if hypocritical is the right word but it is sort of gross when like people latch onto the one thing right and then refuse to like explore further right or but but that's also it you becomes have, tokenism you, there's so many like in the Venn diagram there's so many like subsets coming here you have the industry you have your upbringing you have the the different cultures and stuff so there's so many different ingredients going into this and so why you don't do this so again we said a lot. Kudos on Merge. Yeah, yeah. Because that was a bigger step than I think they thought they were taking. To to not go further into something that you have heard one example of and you think is good is actually in this day and age completely inexcusable. Yeah, I agree. If if you had to go out and invest in you know the time and effort to go find a record and then buy that record and then go home and listen to it and really invest in in spending that kind of time, maybe. But now you can go to fucking Wikipedia and mm-hmm. look up anything you want. And not only do they have all of the influences, you can get into some really deep dives and then click a stupid button. It'll take you to a place where you can actually listen to a sound clip of something. That's all you need to do. And then you can go and you should add it. If you're a fan, of, if you're a fan of music, if you just if you just literally you yeah. hear this in dance hall and you don't give a fuck. If you hear it, a right, dec- if you right. hear it decades and you're just like, sweet. Like, yeah, you're right. not going to do that. But it, but if you are, if you are. If you are concerned about what you consume, then yeah, it's absolutely a failure if you don't do that for in the, everything. In the in the very early days of digital music being a thing, um, jazz and classical were a much bigger share of digital music mm-hmm. sales than they were of physical absolutely. media. Classical, and it's because and it's because there are so many dicks. Stand like if you go to the store, there is some judgy asshole who's going to tell you that the thing that you want isn't actually the thing that you want, right? And so all of a sudden on the digital side these like you could bypass these gatekeepers like the judgy stern-eyed person at the record store saying well that's the wrong kind of jazz to like you like should listen to this or that when you try right? to buy something yeah so 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 this is sort of along the same lines like if we, like like we live in a magical time if you want to spend a week mm-hmm. listening to, to nothing but chinese classical music yeah you can do that <laughs> I'm right? if you want to completely reprogram how your I, brain I, processes I, I'm, I'm music like, spotify list on private and yeah. nobody needs to know <laughs> <laughs> right I, I, i'm literally trying to rejigger my my new to you every day to like include stuff because now the algorithm knows what i like yeah, it's watching right. me and it's like there's always like a buck owens thing on there there's always a <laughs> like i mean look, look <laughs> I, I, I i'm pretty easy so telling. Buck, buck owens roger miller <laughs> some rem uh no you too yet but it's coming and and you know so it is so so it's like having to dig into that but it's like because i actually have the benefit of having time or at least the benefit of being stupid enough to spend the amount of time that i do listening to music I I can uh, do what you're saying is like queue up four hours of 
Chinese classical music or, yep. or whatever. Just something that's like like that uses a different like mathematical foundation right. <laughs> for musical theory. Right. 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 Like right. it's not a base ten music society or something. Right. But instead you can of do spe- that. instead yeah. of spending your time like yeah. just like listening to the stuff that you think is great, which you should do. Like that mm-hmm. that that's important. That's important yeah. especially now, like taking care of yourself. That's really fucking important. <laughs> but instead of doing that, if you can just be like I like music. I like yeah. things bouncing around in my head, in my ears, and I'm going to go with this. Yeah. Like, I I can't believe I'm admitting this right now. I heard Wu-Tang Clan for the first time two weeks ago. For the, oh, my for God. The, for and you made fun time? of me for not listening I, I to Marky Moon. <laughs> I, yeah, I did. I did that. Where, um, <laughs> so where are you with Wu-Tang? <laughs> Well, that's that's the interesting thing is like so uh, hut one, hut two, hut three, hut yeah, no, old no. dirty bastard, live and uncut. No, no, <laughs> no, it's fucking it, it's fucking phenomenal. But what I did is it's it, because he died, isn't it? Is that why you decided to go back in? No, it's because I literally was doing this thing where I'm I'm like trying to listen to new music, and then people kept saying Wu Tang, and I'm like, yeah, Wu Tang, and I realized I was full of shit. Like I never heard, like I've heard it, but I've well, never listened to the albums. What we need is a time machine, and for you to be in the back seat of a car in 1996, yeah, super high, <laughs> and hear so the Wu Tang for the I first can't, time. And, and so that's what's interesting. I can't like revisit that. So I'm I'm literally just sort of soaking it in and looking at every directly, not down the line because they influenced everybody, yeah. but directly, like what was out then, like what was happening the year later, what what did what happened, what happened on these solo albums. And doing like eight hour stretches of nothing but like Wu Tang later material, <laughs> yeah, which is not good for you. Uh, but it, it, it's it's definitely uh, it, it alters your chemistry in, in a good way, I think. Because I, when I'm done with it, dude, I'll, I'm done. Yeah. I, I probably will never listen to Wu Tang again. But but totally sated on Wu Tang. Yeah, but 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 that type of like doing that type of stuff, I think back to Ibibio Sound Machine. This can be a gateway into the, it should be like it look hipsters like numero right it's just like like Soundway. like yeah, they, they yeah. like these like niche labels that can because it feels authentic right merge is authentic in a different way but it's none of these things and they're saying to you yeah let's let's do this yeah i think i think that's exactly the sort of the utility of of a group like this is is you know not only can you love and enjoy the fuck out of this album but hopefully it takes you to baba mal Chucky low salif keda mm-hmm. um you know king sunny eight like just there there yeah. there are there are just so many sounds out there that that you haven't heard and and uh we should all go out there and find them so. yeah yeah so uh, start with you. What are you going to do with this? Um, I'm going to buy this. Yeah, I'm going to buy. Solid, solid buy. Yeah, solid buy. All right, Gary. Um, I'm going to stream it. You mean try it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've, no, I mean I've listened to it substantially. Um, I, I I like this album. I don't I don't know that it is a great album. I, I right. feel like a lot of my love of this album is actually steeped in a lot of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that it is based on the quality of the album itself. So I can't, but it's evoking a little bit of that. And then, uh, yeah, I, um, 
I will have to say that uh, much like Boston before it, I can't um, divorce <laughs> the the feelings that this type of music gives me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from the music itself. Right. So it's hard for me to kind of step in and say, oh, God, you guys should buy the fuck out of this album. It's the best you know, example of this music ever, because I, I personally know a number of other albums that I enjoy far more than this. I think it's great. I think everybody should stream it at a minimum mm-hmm. and then jump full foot into it. If you, if you like it. Yeah. I'm actually the same. I'm going to try it. I, I, that's what I would say. People do. I try it and then, and do it. What we've been talking about for the past, it's like 20 Spotify. minutes. It don't cost you nothing to listen right. to it. Right. Right. And then once you love it, Buy it and support this artist and support Merge. For yeah, go, go, go see him live. Yeah, and seriously support Merge for going to see him live. I mean, personally, I will buy it. Like, right. there, there's right. no question. But, but it is a, it is a solid try record. Like you said, it's not a great record. Now that may be because you are unlikely to find me in the dance hall these days. <laughs> <laughs> you're not Three or four mu- weeks you, ago, you're not yeah, as, yeah, yeah. Not as dancey as lot. you were. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's just it's not a great record. It has some great work on it, and and it is it is a great thing. I think that it, it exists. There's parts of it that are just absolutely fantastic. The yeah. vocals on this are absolutely yeah. Amazing. You know, it's stunning. Yeah. And I can't. I got to find out when they're coming through here, but mm-hmm. I cannot wait to see this. Like if this is like a uh, even like a small festival, like them orchestra Baobab. Yeah, some people just blow your fucking mind. I'm definitely overnight. going to see them live. Yeah. Just because I want to see who's so. playing that Casio keyboard. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. It's a cat. <laughs> it's a cat. Uh, thank you guys for coming down. Uh, Bibio Sound Machine. Machines UI is available in every place you can buy, stream, uh, sell, borrow a record. Maybe you can borrow it from the library. They still do that? Back in the day, you used to be able to like take out tapes and dub them on your dual cassette. It's neither here nor there. But my point is, like, you know, if anything you heard, if you hadn't heard of them, and you listen to that, and you're like, man, that's that's kind of that's kind of neat, and you're you're intrigued, go out and check it out. What is the worst that can possibly happen that you spend maybe half an hour thinking like, oh, uh, yeah, no, this is not my thing or, oh, yeah, this is my jam. And all of a sudden you have a, a new favorite band or at least somebody that you want to get out and see when you want to support. So uh, that is out there. Looking forward to see what they do down in the future. And so happy they're working with Merge. You know, that is – talk about using your platform for good. You can uh, – uh, Merge has always been they're, – they're great down there and, and great – uh, they're like a talent magnet, you know. They just sort of attract like-minded talent. Um, but turning this corner and, and starting to do music like this is is definitely intriguing, like you heard us say. And and I hope hope to see more of it because now they got the platform. Now everybody knows who Merge is, and uh, and so they can really uh, do some good stuff. So there you go. A BBO style machine. Before we get out of here this week, I said I want to play you a track by Will Eastman, so that's what we're going to do. His new album, uh, Hilo, has a little background to it. So in 2014, you know, Will, Will has made a name for himself as a DJ and a producer. He owns the, uh, the, the 
magnificent U Street Music Hall. Used to be a dance club, and now they uh, put on shows with the 930 Club. It is, it is a, uh, it's one of the best sounding rooms I've ever been in, uh, and it's, it's a great place to see a show or just dance. But, uh, so you know, he's had a pretty good, pretty good run of it, and in 2014, uh, he found out that he was adopted. Now, as somebody who myself is adopted, I, I've known for uh, forever. Uh, I can't imagine finding out like last year or something that, that, and, and, and I don't think Will could either sort of, sort of turned his life upside down and, uh, and had a lot to deal with. Uh, and the results are this album, you know, this, he channeled a lot of, of wondering about identity, all these questions, uh, that you have in this situation into the album's, uh, eight tracks. And, uh, it shows. This is this is an evolution for Will. I think uh, there is all the dancey goodness that you are used to, but there's also uh, a lot more collaboration. There's uh, there's even like Alex Tebelev from Paper House and Black Lodge on here. Uh, so a lot of a lot of DC love, uh, and it's a uh, even though dance isn't normally my thing, this is a, this is a great little listen. So um, we're gonna play a track for you right now, and this is a Million featuring Amir Dyson, and uh, I don't know. Chillax or something. It's good for you. Here you go. Million by Will Eastman.
name of the track will eastman is the artist the album is called Hilo, and uh i'm just glad that's out in the world guys i i really am i'm i'm glad for will you know like i said uh hopefully we're going to be talking a little later there's a release party i believe it's on the 21st of april but don't quote me on that we'll we'll have it in the show notes and it's definitely going to be in our calendar we'll let you know about that uh, but there's going to be a release party for this, and we're going to talk to him before that about you know, everything that went into the creation of this album, uh, everything he went through leading up to this. And, um, and it's just nice to see someone not only who is, who is open with, uh, with how their art is created and what goes into it, uh, but that they made it through. You know, there's this myth in, uh, in music that you have to suffer for your art, and that is 100% bullshit. But that doesn't mean that uh, going through taxing times and suffering doesn't contribute to it. It educates you. Tough times uh, and failures and uh, all that stuff only only makes you better, and, and it's up to you to decide how you use it. And uh, Will, Will did a good job uh, figuring out how to use it. So uh, 
Go out and get it now. And uh, can't wait to talk to Will a little later on. That is our podcast complete done uh, for this week. So, uh, as usual, we thank you for tuning in. If you like what you heard, then you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Mixcloud. You can listen to us on Google Play. You can listen to us on Stitcher, on SoundCloud when we want to be. If you want to leave us a review or give us some feedback, got some uh, great feedback, actually, uh, about our Discologist series recently that we're going to be changing up the little things we do. Maybe talk about some smaller albums. We'll talk more about that a little later on. Um, and uh, if if you are of the mind that you're like, I think I could do this. I want to sit down and hang out with you guys and maybe uh, drink a few beers, hang out with a few cats. Uh, hit me up at Kevin at ChunkyGlasses.com and, uh, and we'll see. Always looking for new voices because honestly, I get tired of hearing myself talk. And so do all you guys, which is why we're done. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Kenobi!